This is episode number 63 with Alexis Cara. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. What is up, greats? Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and spending some time with me in your ears. Yeah, that sounds a little creepy, but I'm hanging out in your ears today, and I've got a friend of mine on. on. Her name is Alexis Kara, and she is a, a fabulous individual, extremely stunning and talented in many different areas of life. But today we're going to be talking about her and her hit new show called Mixology, which is on ABC. She's one of the lead actors on the show. It's extremely funny. It's by the guys who created The Hangover. So for all of you who like that type of humor, check out this show. And Alexis has a very interesting story about how she got to becoming a star uh, on Broadway and then taking her career and transitioning from New York City to Hollywood and making it on TV as a star on TV. And the journey that I took her from Broadway, all the training for the years of not getting a, a hit role on a, on a show, on a major TV show in, in Hollywood, and then how she got the gig and what's next for her and all that stuff in between. So had a great time talking with her today. We hung out in the studio. I'm excited to introduce you to her and let you dive into her story. So, so without further ado, let me introduce you to the one and only Alexis Kara. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today.
Welcome back, everyone, again to the School of Greatness. I'm super excited today. I've got my friend Alexis Cara <laughs> on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, you're going to have a sultry, sexy voice this whole episode, so I'm very excited. I know. I feel a little bit like, <laughs> oh, I just I feel like I should start singing everyone jazz. <laughs> exactly. Very that is a dream. That is a dream. I'd love to do a jazz, be a jazz singer someday, but we'll get there. Wow. We'll get there. Do you sing? I do. I am a singer. I just watched part of your, uh, what is it, uh, Mentalist Reel. Oh, yeah. Where you're singing for like three seconds. Like yeah. Little jazz number. I play a total B I T C H in that. <laughs> you look <laughs> like is, it. <laughs> she is, yeah. The character was not, not happy. <laughs> so, Alexis is a friend of mine. We've been friends for what, like six months now, mm-hmm. I think. I think we met originally at Summer Series. Maybe before then, but yeah, we, we hung out. That, yeah, we, we hung out there, mm-hmm. and you are uh, close friends with a good friend of mine, Caduce, <laughs> who's been on the show, and uh, you guys are actually together and yeah. living together and having a great relationship. Um, and uh, we got to hang out. We've been hanging out over the last six months here and there, and I'm very excited because before, when I first met you, you were working on a show, and now the show is out. It's called Mixology. And it's extremely hilarious. So Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. And you've played a big role in there so far. It's, it's been like uh, half the episodes are out right now, right? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, tonight is episode six. So we've episode got... Episode six. How, mm-hmm. how long does the season go? 13. Wow, that's long. Yeah, well, most comedies are 22, so it's actually really? half a season. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Why? Man, that's a long time, though. 13 episodes, mm-hmm. first season, and what's the response so far? Well, it's, it's mixed, which I'm... I, you know, I'm I'm really in this place right now. We might as well get into the life stuff where mm. I'm like in surrender mode mm. because um, I think I, I I'm I'm discovering that when so many people feel a certain way about something, like when there's like an all mentality, like if everyone loved the show, there's not as much diversity or fun in that. Mm. Or where and where's the? I love those gray areas. I love the. I'm really starting to embrace um, the differences of opinions, even of something that that could be hurtful. And that's one of the things that wow. in my life I've noticed um, that I've been working on personally is being not taking things as personally. Um, I'm working on personally. I'm just going to keep saying that for, <laughs> or that adverb. Um, and uh, so the show has... M- has been welcome to mixed reviews. And I say welcome because a lot of people really love it. And then a lot of people really hate it. Mm. And I'm like, yes, awesome. Because it's a, a really cool, I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm learned a lot at how I could, uh, different ways I could have played Jessica to create a little bit of a different um, result, really. Mm. Um, but Mo- I would say most people really like the show that mm. I, well, of course people are, you know, but, you but know. I, have, I have some, I have some on it. I have friends that I've given permission to really be honest with me. And I like one friend of mine who he, this is a friend who I would really want to love the show. And he just, he doesn't, yeah. he likes my character and he's like, and I think you're doing a great job and perhaps I am biased mm. again towards you, but he just doesn't happen to like the show. But that, that's like one in every five people. Mm. I think most people love it. I mean, I think I just like that type of humor. It's by the hangover guys who, who yeah. wrote it, right? And so for me, the hangover is hilarious. And maybe just because I'm like a, a young dude or something, but it's an um, LOL. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I didn't know you, you know, I still think I would love it. Like, I'm laughing so much during the show. Oh, good. 
but like la- laughing out loud, yeah. not just like hee hee. You know, right. I'm like this is hilarious. So yeah, Caduce laughs out loud too, which it's, is it's fun. It's fun, and again, I don't know if it's because I know you, so I'm like open, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's incredible. So hopefully okay. they pick it up for another season. Is that the plan right now, or what's the deal? Well, we we, we still don't know. Our hand, the hands of the show are in the network, so um, we'll know probably end of May. Okay. whether or not we'll get a second season. Wow. So it's okay. a little bit of, again, surrender free fall because nice. there's, I'm, I'm, I'm in a contract with ABC network, which I love working for them. Disney. I see your Disney uh-huh. quote up there. If you yep. can dream it, you can do it. Yep. Um, I actually spent my, my, uh, birthday at Disney, uh, this oh, that's year. Right. Could you stick it was, <laughs> well, we went because, because I'm an ABC employee. We oh. had a, a, like a, um, a guide the whole time. No so way. I got to take my sister and my nephew and my boyfriend and we went to the park with, we got the fast passes and we were at the front of the lines and we had somebody take, it was a dream. Wow. It was awesome. Um, and I hadn't been to Disneyland only, I've only been to Disney world. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I think the plan of course would be to have the show for sure for at least another eight seasons. Um, I don't <laughs> right. know if the, if there's, if the sustainability is there with the concept mm. with the exact same cast, but these, these, these showrunners are creators, the hangover guys, John Lucas and Scott Moore, a, they're two of the most collaborative and humble people that I've ever met in this industry. Mm. And Part of that comes from their self-deprecating humor, which is very right. funny. Um, but they really, they really are um, two guys who are really open to anything. So I feel like the show could go on longer than what people would think. A lot of people are like, I don't see how this, how you guys could have another season, how it work could right. work. And I'm like, oh, you just wait; these guys are creative, and and we have some ideas, and we've heard some ideas from them. So. Wow. The network loves our show, so fingers crossed. And they wouldn't create a, a show for like one season, like the potential of one season, right? They'd create it with the potential of a few seasons at least. Yeah, so it I'm would sure be a really some... not a great business model. It'll be like, right? you, guys, we had this amazing show, and it's only for one season. Right. <laughs> Although, actually, you know that some people would be like would think that that would there'd be like some shiny something shiny in that, it's you true, know. But but this is designed to have many seasons. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, hopefully it. It continues. I think it's funny. So thank you. Now, how old are you now? Thirty three. Thirty three. Is that your stage number or no? no I'm just kidding. Nineteen eighty one. Because most women, I feel like in Hollywood, are always like, "Oh, I'm twenty three when they're really like 30. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty much just about being keeping it real. That's good. Yeah. Now you had a you went to Yale, which I is did. pretty impressive, and then you took a break to go do theater for a while mm-hmm. you've done your research and then yeah well i've talked to you and it's on your website but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you got the bug to do broadway and mm-hmm. you were like on wicked and mm-hmm. a few other shows mm-hmm. how long yeah. were you on those you know on the broadway i was on for? the great white way as we call it uh for about almost six years wow yeah right out of college mm-hmm. i did the national tour of the show fossey when I was 19, that's what I, I, I took my first semester of my junior year off and I toured with the company. So I, after that, I was very clear that I was like, okay, I want to do this. Sure, like this is, it. it was what, it was my biggest dream was to always dance on Broadway. I just, my intellectual, rational brain, I come from a family of doctors, mm-hmm. um, really wanted me to want to do something else. But mm-hmm. in my heart, that's what it was. Sure. So, um, and my family was totally supportive. They were scared, but they were supportive. My mm-hmm. mom was, you know, she did a lot for me to, to if it was, I would not definitely not be where I'm at without my mom. I mean, and I know everyone says that and I'm like, I, 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 I really truly mean my, my mom has just been the absolute 
support and rock and tough love too mm. to face some of the realities of this business, which are are um, not shiny and pretty. Mm. And Broadway was it was my dream come true. Um, it's not an easy life. It's a tough schedule. The eight shows a week. You work on holidays when you're working mm. when everyone else is off. Right. Um, you do. You know, there's a you're doing the same thing every night. It's a different audience and. Now I think I'm I'm going back into I I went back to Wicked once a couple years ago and it was and I had done some work on myself no to be in it and I'd done some work on myself and I noticed how I was like oh I can really shift how I experience this show and how I could with just I just went into it with a lot more gratitude than I think I used to I I think I used to take a Broadway a little bit for granted because it is because of the eight show week schedule and you are doing the same show it's like the show it doesn't change but how you are in the show changes I mean every day is different and the audience is different and um but it's it takes a number on your body yeah and I when I got the last show I did in New York was called the pirate queen and it was a the guys who created Les Mis and Miss Saigon, it was mm. their show with the Riverdance producers. And wow. it was a beautiful, epic, huge $18 million wow. production that flopped. Really? It was, and it was, it was tough. It was a really talented cast. Um, and it, it just, it couldn't get its legs. And after that, I was just kind of like, I need a change. Mm. I was just ready to take a leap. What year um, was this? It was 2007. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I came out here that fall, but I still had my place in New York, and I was here when the writer strike happened. Happened mm, in perfect timing. I know it was pretty, <laughs> but I did get a feel for living here, and I took some classes, and I had, you know, I had savings so that I could really take the time to discover for what like I wanted year, to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, an opportunity opened up when Wicked was in Los Angeles to work uh, on the show, and that was a perfect opportunity to actually move across the country, and mm-hmm. I had a job. So you yeah. did Wicked here. Mm-hmm. So that was here for like a year then, or what was that? They were here for a while, but I did the show for about a year out here. Okay. On and off for about a year. So your goal was to live out here and work, but also kind of get in the acting scene. Was that kind of like the next transition? The goal was, was definitely to get into television and film, and Wicked was a vehicle, not only financially, but just like logistically to for to sure. have the reason to really make the full move. Mm. And I noticed that like now I'm creating an opportunity to be bi-coastal because I've... I'm now working both coasts, but mm. at that time it was like I had to put both feet in one city mm. and really be committed to like yeah. the television and film. And that took a while to get really clear about about that. And it wasn't really until I think 2012 that I was like 1000% in to a point where I was like, I'm so into whatever is gonna happen, but I am bringing my whole self in it no matter what. And then the result didn't even matter because I knew sure. that I could leave if i if i chose it i could be like i literally gave everything i had wow i left it all on the floor like sweat blood tears sure. joy everything and that's when the results came wow okay so let's let's back up because we oh, yeah. uh we skipped past broadway quickly oh, yeah. and how you know you're just like yeah i was on broadway and it happened so for most people that's like a dream come true <laughs> and it takes like years of them like training and mm-hmm. like all this dedication and commitment and mm-hmm. like moving to new york and like failing over and over and over again. So how did it happen? So it seems so quickly for you to get just like, Oh, I'm on wicked. Were you, I mean, were you like a lead or you just, uh, I was cast? in the ensemble. Okay. Um, I wasn't a, a lead in any of the shows I did. I was, um, ensemble and I would understudy a lot of times uh-huh. or I would dance captain the shows, which was mean with that. I would be a part of crew keeping like the show looking clean and uh-huh. put together. Nice. Um, 
But I, I moved to New York and because I had the Fosse experience, like I had that credit and I had what's my union card, my equity card, uh-huh. it did make it a little easier for me to just like go to auditions because in the Broadway scene, which is different from out here, you don't really have to have an agent. You can just go to auditions. They're open calls all really? the time. Mm-hmm. They're required. They're called equity required calls. So like Wicked every six months has a required call. Oh. And that's how I got Wicked. I went to an open call. And they were just like, we like you. And they they loved me. And I had a, I, I just, it, it clicked. And they called yeah. me like three months later. I was like, I kept, kept on like a file for them. And they're like, we have a spot on the show. We want you to wow. do it. And I was like, uh, I was actually doing another job at the time in California. And I had to get out of that gig um, to go to Wicked because, wow. yeah. That was like, a, that's like a big gig, right? Wicked? I mean, huge. Like- it was huge. They had just won the Tony and wow. I was one of their first replacements. And I did what's called vacation swinging at the time, which um, I, I... Sounds sexual. It does. <laughs> I know. My mom would tell people that I was a swinger. I'm like, okay, mom, that's <laughs> a, not what I am. And that's not what I... That's not it. It's a, it's a swing. And basically... A swing in a in a Broadway show is somebody who learns all the parts. So I would I learned all of the female parts in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I knew them all everywhere they go, where wow, they change. Okay, like that's it's cool. crazy. That's a lot. That's yeah, like so being the quarterback and knowing where everyone goes in the field and yep. play every movement. But then also doing those plays. Jeez. Because I don't just know what I have to then do it. Wow. So you're like the the je- the Jill of all trades or whatever. Yeah, you're like the Jedi on um, like wow. gypsy member. You like mm-hmm. know everything. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly hard. So it was intense, and so I did that for Wicked. I did that for Fosse, and oh. I did that for Sweet Charity, which was the sh- another show I did, um, which is another Fosse show. But it was a, a revival, and Christina Applegate uh, was the star, and mm. she was she was awesome to work with. And I was the only female swing for that. So, so you I do everything, everything. There's a swinger for each show. I'm assuming, a swing, right? not a, a swinger. Swing. <laughs> there probably are swingers a in each swing. show, but <laughs> but there's a swing for every, yeah. Swing. There's usually several swings. Okay. Um, and if each, someone goes down one night, then you got to hop in, right? Oh, that's how the first time I ever went on in Sweet Charity, but in Sweet Charity because of our budget, we only had one. I covered nine oh people. Oh gosh. Usually there's at least two. Lines and everything. Everything. Dances. Yes. Lines. Warriors. Everything. Everything. Really? Everything. Everything. How do you remember all of that? I don't know. Oh my I, 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 I was, I was good at it. And that's, that's part of the reason why I left New York is because I got known as like the girl who could, I could do it everything. Wow. So I could never really just move into wanting to just have my own track or be a, a lead or whatever. I mean, yeah. it was, Sometimes that's a challenge. The person mm-hmm. who can do everything can't do anything mm-hmm. really well. Right. Cause you're just like good. Well, at I had to learn to say no. So I did. And I, mm. towards the end of my career, after I had did Swung Sweet Charity and Dance Captain It, which was a tremendous experience with a lot of ups and downs, um, I, I finally was really clear that like the next show I was going to do, I was going to literally only just have my part, mm. no other responsibilities, and I would just enjoy the run. And that's what I did in the show, The Pirate Queen. It was about a year and a half of employment of just like creating a show from the ground up and my own, what they call track was like my own, like what I would do in the show. And um, it was awesome. It was mm. it was a really great way to end my Broadway experience. But I'm ready to go back to Broadway. Really? Oh, yeah. Already? That's part of the reason why I came out here is I was like, the only way I'm going to really get to be, play a role that I would really love to play on stage is if, I'm a, if I get a name for myself. Because no that's kind of how it works in New York now. Shut up. Most of the leads are. You got to get famous and then you can have like a lead. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I've been, I've been like really putting that out there. So Broadway is what you want still. I would like to do it. That's why I'm saying I want to be a bi-coastal. I would love to do a show for like four months wow. or um, a run, like a, a, 
six week run of a play or like be in Chicago for six weeks and on Broadway and, and then wow. be able to have, shoot my series here and do all the philanthropy do and it all. Mm-hmm. Now what if you could combine it into one thing like a smash? Hell heck yeah. That'd be cool, huh? I, mean, I love to smash. I don't know why they canceled it. I know Megan Hilty. I did um, Wicked with Megan. Which one's Megan? The blonde. Oh yeah, she was great. This, yeah, the one who could sing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she did Wicked. Uh-huh. Like, she was like the lead, right? Or yep. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's like the ultimate, right? Yeah, you could do TV mm-hmm. and. Well, that's what I'm. I'm starting a production company, and that's what part of the company is is to do more. Um, it's called Cine Dance Worldwide, and it's about it's creating. Uh, stories that are involved dance and and music and and different forms of storytelling to kind mm. of um, weave all that in because that's what I love to do. I love to be on camera and tell stories mm. and I love to dance and sing and performing. And, and it doesn't have to always be like meals like a Broadway. Like it doesn't have to always be that. Even though I actually still love that, it can it can it can look different ways. You know, I mean, sure. I, there's a lot of creative people with lots of fun ideas. So I want to find those people and help them develop it and produce them and that'd be cool. Be like Baz Luhrmann. That's cool. Only American and blonde. (laughs) So. (laughs) One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
So how long? So you were out here doing Wicked. What mm-hmm. year was that? 2008. 2008. And then when did the musical theater or Broadway stuff end? 2009. 2009. Like I pretty much did it for the whole year and then I chose the company moved to San Francisco mm. and I chose to stay in LA. You're like I want to be here. I was like I came out here to do film and television and so I took that leap of faith and I had a little bundle of savings. Sure. And I just went hardcore for, into for the last 5 years now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's yep. what, that's what you've been doing. Yeah, my first pilot season was 2009. So okay. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 and I booked Mixology and yeah, so it took you 5 year. years of being out here. Mm-hmm. Pilot season is like one month in February, right? Or it's just uh, two weeks or something like it that. It depends. Right? It really, it's really a few months, okay. actually. It kind of usually starts end of January, early Feb, and it can go through March, mm. sometimes April. It just really, this was a short pilot season this year, but last year it was a long pilot season. So it's mm. very, it depends on yes. like the number of projects and the budgets and da da da. Okay. The networks. So the goal is to kind of hone your acting skills, get some commercial, like commercial gigs here and there to make some money. And then get ready for pilot season. Is that kind of like what the act, what actors do, um, or how does it work? I don't, I don't think that there's a formula, but that's ultimately what I decided to do. I I decided to pare down my extra commitments during pilot season last year, so I could really focus. And I that that was the difference for me uh-huh. is that every audition was like, not that it was so precious, like oh, this is the audition that's going to change my life. Like not in that way, but I just gave, like I said, I just gave my all to everything because that's, it felt good. It's like, it is the analogy, like it's harder to, you know, go at 75% than it is to go at 150%. Mm. It takes, to me, it's like, I just was like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in this for all of it. For as long as it takes or what? Yeah. I mean, well, no, actually, I, I did kind of say, like, this is the year I'm just giving my all and then I'll reevaluate. 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 2013. Really? You're like, I'm gonna give them all because you've been here for five years. Yeah. And I, I started to feel like that because I'm a person, I consider myself an intelligent person who, who wants to give back to the world and wanted to like, live in a purpose. If I wasn't living the purpose that mm. I was meant to live, then then I was like, okay, I need to re relook at what really is what I really want to do because mm. I didn't want to keep living in a, in a realm of not doing what I said I wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I was like, I, I thought, well, maybe I'll shift to write. I mean, I didn't know what that was going to be, sure. but then I, mixology happened and it's just completely wow. affirmed it. And who knows what will happen. I may be back in pilot season next year. I mean, I right. don't know. And right. I could be here. I could sit here a year from now and be turning, have just turned 34 and say, wow, I am, you know, I'm in the game again. Wow. And I'm, you know, and that's, and I, and I'm, I would rather be here saying like, we're in the middle of shooting, shooting another season or whatever, but I'm in it for the long haul now. Mm, really? Yeah. You've got a taste of it. What's it taste like? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet and salty and mm, with a little bit of a crunch. Um, it's, um, is it as good as you dream yeah. it to be? Absolutely. Really? And it's just going to keep getting better. Because mm. I really, I I finally feel like I can be responsible for any kind of, anything that comes out of it. Mm. I mean, I definitely didn't get in this industry to be famous or to, to like, I didn't even, I actually really didn't even think about even like, oh, I want a platform to like do good in the world. I didn't even think about it that way mm. at first. I just, it was the only thing that 
even though like, I actually was, I actually thought at one point I would be a doctor. I was really interested in 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 um, neurosurgery because mm. I'm fascinated by the brain and human behavior. But that's actually, I'm a performer by by nature. It's just what I do. I'm dancing is literally like my f- soul food. Yeah, we've danced together. We have a little salsa. Some salsa, yeah. You guys, Lewis is, <laughs> does everybody know that you're like a ridiculous salsa dancer? Yeah, I think some people know that I dance, but okay. Well, I've outed you. <laughs> on all your fans hashtag salsa hashtag salsa because lewis can salsa yeah. um but that that being said i i really i there's nothing else that i want to do but tell stories mm. and i think that other i know that there are other things i will do and like as i get older and and life there's changes in life and i know that i could see myself running a nonprofit. or i actually told caduce so i was like you know what i could actually see myself being an ambassador someday or a senator I'm open to actually being in politics someday. I know that wow. sounds crazy, but um, but for right now, I see that any kind of platform I'm building is based around me being a storyteller and an actor and a creative. What is it about stories that you love to to tell so much? Um, it touches people. It moves people. It accesses parts of people, I think, that we don't use in a day-to-day life, but when they escape into a story, mm. they can like let themselves go into places that are afraid they're afraid to go in their own lives. So hopefully it touches them to go there in their own lives or to even just stop and pause and think about it. And maybe it means like I saw this movie and I picked up the phone and called my mom and I Mm. had to tell her about this movie I saw or, um, you know, I mean, I like to do stories that even if they're about things that are dark, like that there's an element of something in them that is transformative. Mm, A silver lining. Yeah, Silver so Linings mm. Playbook or, you know, Dallas Buyers Club. Like that just. Man, that was a great movie. Yeah, so it was dark, just, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Incredible story. 12 Years a Slave. All the movies that were nominated for Oscars this year are just Blue Jasmine. I was just yeah. floored by it. I mean, I was like, that's why we do what we do. And then Lupita's speech. Did you see her Oscar speech? The the one she won best. Oh, you got, you've got to see it, Lewis. Good. <laughs> she went to Yale, actually, too. Really? She. Um, it, it's one of the most inspiring speeches I've ever seen, really? for sure. I saw McConaughey's. It's not. I mean, McConaughey's is, was great, but yeah, this one, this, great, this, huh? this girl, just yeah. Uh, this is from the twelve twelve years. Twelve years of life. She won Best Supporting right. Actress. I heard it was great. Yeah, and she just really nailed it home about dreams, like stick sticking to your wow. dreams. It was well, it could do. And I watch it, and would like it still makes me cry. Oh my gosh! Yeah, maybe I'll put that in the show notes. Um, yeah. So what's the what's the story? that you remember that touched you the most? Um, like in a film I saw or anything? Anything in your life. Like what's a story that really you associate with that you really, that touches you, that inspires you? Uh, you know, one of the plays I saw, and it just turned into film, August Osage County. It was a Broadway play, and I saw it twice, and this play is oh, a little over three and a half hours long. And I thought to myself, oh my God, three and a half hours long. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a advanced course training. It's like, I mean, I'm going to be there. I'm going to, I have to like, you know, bring a snack and, um, it's a play about a family breaking down and what happens, how they piece together this very messed up thing that happens and everything comes out into the surface. So I like stories Mm. that where people are outed and where things are made real and it's like, character at a crisis at a crossroads where mm. you know and so i really like family type dark comedies i think because mm. it has elements that are really funny in it but it's dark i like shows like everybody loves raymond i loved you know i love um 
I loved Sex in the City, but um, I, li- I like I really like edgy things that are that have like a grit to them, mm. but that there's humor to it because that's life. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, there's another. When I was younger, I used to like these like really intense relationship pieces. There's this there's this movie I saw called Ordinary People with Tim Hutton and Donald Sutherland. Mary Tyler Mary Tyler Moore is like one of my heroes. She's unreal she's amazing like i love mary tyler moore and she's in this in this movie and she plays this ice cold b-i-t-c-h mother and it's a story about this this uh family and the two brother it's these two brothers and one of the brothers dies in a boating accident and it's really the fault of the other brother and the mother cannot forgive her son. Oh my gosh. So it's, and the and the father is just trying, is so loving. And it's like this story about this. I mean, it makes me cry thinking about it because it's like, it's just an intense, but it's not so dark. I mean, there's these moments of levity where you see these, you see this family just trying to put themselves back together. It's just so real. Mm. I just like writers who are not afraid to write the real things. Mm. And it's, and, and to me, the most important things in life are relationships. Like, it's a thing that gives us the most gratification and also that can bring us down the most because they mean so much. Yeah. Like I don't I don't care as much about my iPhone cracking or my like little bits of dings on my on my shiny nice car. Like mm. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if I, you know, those things are like to me the surfacey things where people aren't really wanting to look at what's underneath it. And and so a story that looks that lifts the that lifts the mattress and you see all the gook on the inside, I like that. Mm. Now let's let's stay on I'm, relationships. I guess I'm really dark. Wow. Let's stay on relationships because I'm assuming you've been in a number of relationships since you're in Broadway and your whole career, right? Mm-hmm. And could you tell a difference with your performance and with your energy when you were in a a great relationship as opposed to one that just wasn't working? Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. Did, or could you just sep- separate yourself when you were in working? I think when I was younger, it was harder for me to, and I because the the Broadway community is even is really small, I pretty much dated within the community. So mm. if there was drama going on, so everybody knew and like it was very, and I, I did a few things in my past that were, you know, I don't regret them because I learned a lot, but I hurt some people. Mm. I think we've all hurt people and and these are really good people that I never really, you know, now I look back, I'm like, why wow, I really mishandled that. Yeah. But um, I I do find that I thrive in relationships Excuse me. I find that um, I'm freer creatively when I'm in a solid, loving relationship for me. Um, but I actually booked mixology when I was single, and I was single most of 2012 and, and the beginning of 2013. So, um, I but I don't think that that's like I'm not making anything up about that. I'm not like I only book when I'm single. Right. So now, if I want to book a job, I better break up with my boyfriend, yeah. and then. But what's funny is that a lot of times that would happen is I would have a breakup, and then I would. Really? Start booking, yeah. That, your energy would be shifted, yeah. And you'd be open. You wouldn't have this monkey in your bag, yeah. And I'd be like, I don't, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> own, like, come in Beyonce. You know what I mean? But I, I'm, I. That's you know, I don't have any sort of like, oh, that's what has to happen in order to right. book things, like for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah. Does that answer your question? I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're asking about relationships now. You know, I would consider myself a performer in my own right as an athlete. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was always striving to be competitive and be in front of an audience and playing the big game. And uh, for me, a lot of it was when I look back on it, it's because I didn't really feel uh, 
I guess like seen a lot when mm. I was a kid. And so I wanted to get really good at something and so I could get acknowledged and be seen mm. and be like, you know, loved and feel like people wanted to be around me. Sure. You know, as a kid, that's how I thought. Mm-hmm. So as an actress, an actor, I guess you don't call yourself an actress. You should call yourself an actor, right? Yeah. I don't, it's kind of lame. I, I say actress. I, I don't know. I, I interchange. Really? Okay. It's interchangeable to me. I'm it's, not going to be nitpicky. It's like you have to say flight attendant now as opposed to stewardess. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyways. So as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, what is your, what was your driving force growing up to be a dancer and to be a performer? And like, why did you want to do that? Was it to, just because you loved the art when you were seven years old or was it because of something else I that had, turned because into? Because I had fun. Mm. Because I had fun. And then when I didn't have fun, um, and then I started to really gain my self-worth from it. I mostly had fun, but then I also was very hard on myself. So um, I would be the, uh, my dance teachers would be like, like if I would go to a dance competition and the performance didn't go well and everybody knew that they were like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> sure. Alexis, is, she's going to be, whose turn is it to go backstage? Because I would be like, Wah! like really? I was, oh yeah, I was totally dramatic, oh. <laughs> completely like, but it's because I cared because I wanted to do so good. Yeah. And I, I, I really think that, um, a lot of it is definitely approval seeking mm. and it's how I was, it's how I would measure my self-worth is how good I did, how, how good I felt I did in, in my performances. Mm. Um, Why is that? I don't know. I think, um, um, I don't know. Maybe my mom certainly loved me plenty in my childhood. I don't have a great relationship. I never had a great relationship with my father. Mm. Um, we're, we're mending that now and I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to blame why I'm a, I mean, there's no blame to be had. Like, no, it's no one's fault. You know, I think that, um, I think every kid wants, like you said, wants to feel, uh, validated. And when you find something that you're good at and that happens to be fun and you start to get the validation from it, mm. it's that balance as a kid is of maintaining the, the, the I'm here just to play the game, like the joy is in yeah. the work versus the joy is in that I did the work and everybody saw me <laughs> and they love me and I won, bitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a beautiful dance between the two and I'm yeah. still learning that dance. Mm. I'm still in that dance. But I'll tell you what, the times where I felt the happiest, like truly blissed out, are when I'm all in and I don't care at all about the result mm. because it's not like I've had that. I've had th- those moments and I, if mixology was definitely one of them. I was like so in it like and happy to be right where I was that I didn't even care if I booked it. I really truly really? didn't. I fully, I like people are like, no, you obviously care. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yes, I care. I want it, but I, it's not gonna, it, it can't, it can't hurt me. Because I'm, I'm truly not, I'm, I'm, I'm in it because I, because I, I like, I loved it and because I was all in and that was mm. the part that was the most. So you were very present as opposed yeah, to like, I, attached I guess, to the result. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, I just was, I was in it because it feels better. It feels like my self-worth was coming not out of whether or not I booked it, but whether, how much I gave, mm. how much am I going to give to this? All of it. Well, that makes me feel good about myself because then I can go. It's like when I would study for tests, my mom would always say, I don't care about the grade, but if you feel like you really did your best, and I think that's an important barometer for kids, like 
so that they start to understand like that you're the you're the gauge of whether or not it's your own best. I I know when it's my best and if I get really clear with myself and honest and I know that I could have given more, then I'll go, okay, well, next time I'll know where to go. Mm, and then that's your own, as we would say, in transformation terms, feedback. There you go. And give yourself your own feedback. Yeah. And with Mixology and all of pilot season last year, I was all in. All in. So I had no doubts. Nice. No matter what happened. Yeah, one of the, there's a book called The Four Agreements, and one mm. of the agreements is always give your best. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the book, but I've just seen the four, you know, mm, what they are. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But I have the book. You can borrow it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's easier to give your your best than to give 75% mm-hmm. and just be all in. Yeah. And then you're going to get the result you want usually. So what if you give your best for five years like you did? And then, you know, how much, when does someone, I guess, move on when they realize, you know, they've given their best you know, I, I talked to a, there's a guy I work out with out with out at the CrossFit gym. He's Max. He's the Schmidt on the show, New Girl. Oh, and yeah. uh, he was like, you know, I've been here for 10 years. And there was like years where I wanted to quit. And I finally got it after 10 years. Mm. And I was like, how much longer does someone go until they. I think when you're not happy anymore. It's mm, good. When you're not happy. And it's not like a feeling. You know, it's what we talk about not being a victim to our feelings. Um, it's not like a, I wake up and I just didn't feel great, happy. It's like when it's a consistent earmark of, yeah. and you start to trans, and it starts to like, you lose, I, if I was starting to lose shape of who I am, like the joy that I have and the positivity, like, and I, I had some pretty dark moments here, but I didn't, I didn't hit that point, mm. but I think I would have like by year six, seven, I do. Really? I know people that have been out here for 15 years and it hasn't Still happened wow. and they're not happy. Not all of them, but some of them are not. And then it's like, well, something's got to shift mm-hmm. in order for you to get, if you're that long, it's like, yeah, you're not, it's not working for you. Yeah. So you got to change something up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, you were getting feedback though, that it was working. You were getting like little gigs here and there, right? Yeah. Like, I was getting guest stars and, and, um, and also because I, I, I made the choice cause I, I felt like there was always other things that were kind of getting in the way that that's what I mean by like the all in thing. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that I had to give it a chance where I paired everything back and just focused on this thing yeah. just to like go, well, I really like, I Did went it. in. So no regrets. Mm-hmm, no regrets. Yeah. yeah, no regrets. And you were doing like some dance choreography stuff mm-hmm. on the side. You were like working on the side as well. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like 100% acting, but you were like 100% focused on being available. Yeah, but I did say no to more of those things so that I could pare myself down to, to, because that was one of the things that I found. And I still, I still am balancing this as I'm finding myself this year been way more committed than I ever have. And it doesn't support me really like i'm the kind of person that really thrives when i'm doing focused when i'm doing like less is more for me mm-hmm. and um and that's been a challenge especially in like committing to certain uh things that aren't necessarily related to acting yeah. um so i'm learning what that balance is yeah, yeah. i think uh, there's a quote out there i think it's from warren buffett mm. i think um don't quote me on that but okay. uh, it's, he says, whoever this is, says that the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that successful people almost say no 100% of the time. Mm. They say no to all these opportunities that are constantly coming their yeah. way to distract them from the one focus. 
yeah. the goal, or yeah. what they're really good at. So I think hearing you say that you said no a lot probably yeah. supported you in getting the outcome you wanted. Yeah, and I, I'm, um, it, you know, and, it, and, and then it's like this dance between once I commit to something going, well, I committed to it, now I get to be all into it. Now I get to be all in. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be even more exhausting. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think no, you know, it's funny, like when I see kids saying no, I'm like, oh, that's a, that kid, that kid's, you know, like a two-year-old, my friend, I hung out with my friend, good friend of mine and her, and her two-year-old, and this two-year-old is really like, she's just developing her personality, and she just <laughs> says no, and I'm like, and her mom's secretly going yes, because she's yeah. going, well, this, this girl thinks for herself, wow. she's not just like a, you know, and um. And saying no was a really powerful yes to other things. I always feel like that when somebody says no, it's like, okay, good, saying you're saying yes, yes to, to something else in another way. Yeah, yeah, you're saying yes to something else. What else is it that you really want? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting because I think a lot of people come with the mindset of like be open, saying yes to everything, and be available for everything. But and there's that movie with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, I forget what it's called, but he just he has to say yes to everything. And he liar, has, liar, or yes. no? Yeah, so, yeah, that's, something like yeah, that or whatever. Yeah. And so I feel like there's this perception of like you know stretch yourself and do this and that but i think it's being focused is also a good thing yeah it's, it's another way to look at it yeah. there's no right way to do it right. and so you know like i'm in the middle of doing the leadership course of a transformation um training um and it's 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 challenging and i'm i'm trying it on to see where how far <laughs> i can stretch yeah. um but it's it's challenging in a way that i don't know that i would keep up at this this way because for a long time yeah because yeah. it it doesn't um it hasn't supported me in a way that I'm I know that I will go oh this is this works for me it's like yeah. when you find the workout you know sure. I'm I'm still f- I haven't that's not it's not my full workout yet but I'm right. you know I'm You're figuring it out I'm trying it on yeah yeah and it's only for four months so it's like okay yeah. you know it's not like okay commit to this you, for fourteen you years can do anything for four months yeah mm-hmm. so. The season is on right now, so you're not doing any acting. You're not filming right now. It's, it's, no. just, it's done. Mm-hmm. So what does it happen during the season? Is it kind of just like promoting yeah, I, and promoting, uh-huh. watch the show when it comes out? Yeah, and, it's a lot. It's impressed as much as as much as we can get. It's uh-huh. um, uh, it's I'm still auditioning here and there. Really? Um, not as much for pilots, but like guest stars and and any any films that we can get. So I can still work on on films and um, guest star on television shows. Really? I can do okay. a few. Um, and so I'm still auditioning for those things. Um, it, it's also about like training again. Like I, I'm going to get back into class, and um, it's it's about refocusing, refocusing refocusing mm-hmm. you know like i'm sure after the olympics the athletes well you're an olympic athlete well i haven't made the olympics yet but yeah. okay well you will be yeah <laughs> but you're training at that level yes and yes. so you know after something big like you you tape or you taper right before obviously and then yeah. you like have your your big meet and then afterwards there is a the period season is like, yeah yeah there is that period of time where you can regroup and and i feel like i'm I've also been now writing and I, I'm still solely starting to get more into the business side of it and um, mm-hmm. uh, producing because I think ultimately I would really like to be be a producer. Mm. So mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, thank you. So I see it as another way the platform can open up other opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's cool. Any more powerful, keep, keep getting good women producing stories for women in Hollywood. Mm. I like it, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, okay. What's what's next then after this? What if, you know... <laughs> what if mixology doesn't get picked up? Is that what you want to ask? Yeah, I mean, what's... Yeah, I mean, it's what's, possible. What's, uh, you know... Would you go back to Broadway? Would you stay out here and keep working on other shows? Would you... I would stay out here. I yeah. would stay out here and I would... I would probably explore what other shows, opportunities. Um, ABC is a really big family. That's one thing that I love about them. Um, and so they they usually like if if they like you and they want to you know support you, they'll they'll try oh, yeah, to get you on another nice. show really? or that's nice. you know. Um, so I would do that, and I'm I'm really I'm really wanting to create my own content, my own. So I'd be willing to go into the jungle of independent filmmaking. Mm, that'd be cool. Um, and I have never tried that. So um, that would be something that that'd I'm... be really fun. And that's scary for me, but... Um, have you done film yet or no? Yeah, I have done film, but not, not a big... I haven't done a big studio film. That was another one of my goals this year, and I'll just put it out there because... There you go. One of my, my big goals this year was not only to create and produce my own um, short this year, but to um, to book a, a a movie opposite a master actor a studio feature film where i'm working and it, and it could be even just like one scene with denzel washington great mm, i just want to see cool, huh? a master at work a wow. real master wow just to experience it that'd be kind of cool those guys are just next level <sighs> They're just like Daniel Day Lewis, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. Daniel I mean, Day Lewis is unbelievable. If I did, if I did a scene with Daniel Day Lewis, I might hyperventilate. Like I might. That's the only thing is I would be so like in. No, I I wouldn't. I would I would go <laughs> in totally pro. professional. Pro. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe like the day before, I'd be like, like Oh my god, <laughs> Daniel Day, ah, you know. Um, but yeah, I would just it would just be like a a, a, a to me just like this massive learning experience mm, yeah. to just soak it all in and see this person. They're just you know. masters of their craft. Yep. Tendai Lewis, man. Last Mohegans. Still my <gasps> favorite. Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> He's kidding like, me? I will find you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was another one of the movies. Like I remember seeing the movie My Left Foot uh, when I was like eight and loving it. And people were like watching. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I why do I like my left foot? <laughs> Instead of, you know, I don't know. That's whatever funny. was on that's when funny. I was eight. I like yeah. it. I like it. So that's a big goal for me. That's cool. Well, yeah. I'm sure you'll make it happen. Yeah. And what know. about you and Q? Are you guys doing anything together? Um, we have some ideas, but he's he's in the midst of a couple of other projects. So some of the ideas we have yeah. where we just like we shelf them for down the line. But we have like a one sheet for a show that we came up with called That Couple. Oh yeah. because um, we like hashtag on that Instagram. couple on yeah, Instagram for a long time. That could be kind of interesting. Yeah, so show. we have some ideas about that. And I could see us working together because he's so open and collaborative and uh, like and and I think we both like we both have fun together, so uh, it would just be fun. Huh? And you um, think it would, you know you think working with your partner would hurt the relationship, or would help? I mean, there's some people that when they work together, they start like tearing apart. Or would that be the true test um, of like can we make? It? I don't know. I think LP is pretty much the true <laughs> test. <laughs> That's true. Um, I I think we no. It honestly that doesn't even like I don't even I'm not even scared by it. I don't think really? he is either. No, because I think we both are so like I'm so cool with being independent too and having my own thing like if we felt like we were like on set all day and going home and that we needed a minute like you know I he could take a couple of days with the guys or you know like I'm right. just I'm cool like everybody does need to have their own downtime yeah. even if it's just like I'm going for a 20 minute walk by myself whatever yeah. you know gym time things like that yoga sure. whatever that can that can even just reset yeah. um so I, I'm I'm excited to work together with him that's cool really excited I feel like you guys are you know really good at being independent 
Mm-hmm. You guys both do your own things. And I think some people, when they get in relationships, they really get wrapped up in each other and kind of like forget about what their their own lives. Mm. And you know, that's just my perception. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys are like, you know, all Always over together. each other. Yeah, nonstop. But uh, it seems like you guys have a great balance. And yeah. it looks like that's what's one of the reasons it makes us healthy. And I'm sure you guys communicate constantly and things like mm-hmm. that. But with two people who are, you know, extremely successful and driven and motivated and high energy and influential, what do you think it takes to have a powerful relationship together as well um, when you're together or not together with each other mm. at the same time? What is it, what's it take for two powerful people to come together and make the relationship work? I think it takes um, a lot of love, mm. respect, and not being afraid to challenge each other. Like it's, I used to, when I was younger, always put the relationship at stake. Like when I felt there was really? a big something, a fight or anything, like it was always the whole relationship was at stake. Wow. I, I, it's a little bit of like this idea, and this was something that I, I definitely have learned as I've gotten older. Like let's say if I have like a couple zits, like whatever, or I maybe I put on a couple pounds, I'm suddenly like, it becomes like, God, I've gained so much weight or, oh, I have acne. Like I couldn't, it's losing perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think in a, to be in a powerful, successful relationship and maintain your, it's just keeping perspective, which isn't always easy when emotions get in the way. Right. So that perspective is key. Right. So um, I think it's maintaining perspective. I think it's um, keeping and then keeping it light at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's important for us to be like, we are, no one's dying right? and we love each other. And even when it feels so like, uh, like intense that there's, there's a, a point where we, we like can grab each other's hands and just like Breathe. take a deep breath and yeah. go, okay, we actually are on the same team here yeah. and it's okay for us to have different opinions. In fact, it's awesome that we do. Can we exist? And, and you know, I think it's important that core values are the same money, faith, spirituality, mm. kids, um, obviously like morality. I mean, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't be with somebody who felt killing people was okay. I mean, right. you might want to pause ladies. Like <laughs> if your man is, <laughs> you know, killing small animals for, right. you know, randomly, but, and I say that lightly, but I, I just mean like having, having the core values is essential. Yeah. Um, and then that, then, then your fights aren't like rocking the core of it. If your fights are constantly rocking a core, then you may not be compatible. Mm. And so I think compatibility is huge. Got to be compatible with the person. Caduce and I are super compatible. Even though we have some differences in how we do things. And I might be a little, you know, we we do have our differences. We are very similar. Mm. So that helps. For sure, yeah. So Mixology is on... What time's it on? It's on, it's on Wednesday nights at nine thirty after Modern Family on ABC. Nice. And it's about uh, halfway through right now. Right. Yeah, we're at episode tonight. Episode six airs. Um, yeah. Tom and Maya too. Uh, episode eight will be another big one for me. Uh-huh. Um, I've only seen the first six. So after this so you week, haven't seen it anymore? I don't know what. Wow. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Yeah. And so the cast again is all. I mean, hilarious. I, I recognize a couple of them. You know, I, I watched the following. Oh yeah, so Aiden, the, the bartender. He's, yeah. he's awesome. He got killed mm-hmm. off in the following last yep. year. So, and he's also in the X Men movie coming out. Is he? Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Lenges. This is the the girl from Glee. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, Sugar. I mean, I'm a huge Glee fan, so uh-huh. it was sad to see her go. But I, yeah. I guess she's on here now. So, and this guy, 
What's his name? Andrew Santino. He is hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Like, I just laugh constantly. I mean, that's kind of like the, if you like hangover stuff, he's like the epitome of the hangover jokes. Yeah, the Zach Galifianakis yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, 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 dry, kind of like totally oblivious. Douchey. douchey you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slightly autistic Everyone, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone is hilarious. I mean, this guy is funny. Like, they all have great personality types. Yeah. Like, on the show, they're yeah. just like... <laughs> He's like what we would call the fish out of water. Like he just is like so clueless in the bar. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so like the, the episode where he's like, is that Celtic or whatever the brooch with the mom, like wing yes, manning. With yes. the, it's hysterical. It's funny. Yeah. There's these guys that are like wing manning, like these moms and stuff. It's funny. But um, yeah. cool. So ABC Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. 930 Eastern. Is that right? Uh, 9.30 Eastern or right Pacific or 8.30 family. Central. Right, right after, after Modern, Modern Family. family. It's yeah. super cool. So, okay. Yeah. So, last question. That's what I yeah. ask everyone. Oh. So I'm going to videotape as well. Okay. And uh, it's, what is I your... need my touch-ups. <laughs> my touch-ups. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, what's your definition of greatness? Mm. My definition of greatness is, um, I think it really, like, this is what's landing with me right now, is giving really being able to check in with yourself and get knowing that you're giving your all giving 100, 1000%. That's, that's greatness. Even, even when you don't feel like it, you know, it's like the last mile or, you know, um, for, for me, it was like really giving, giving that pilot season, my greatness, Mm, everything, giving everything. And I don't necessarily feel like, you know, we can give everything to everything at all the time. But if we can really, if I, when I get really clear what it is when I am really giving my all, then I can start to give my all to more things, I think. Mm. And I do think that plates can expand. I do think that that's possible. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in that, I'm in that discovery of how my greatness can expand. I love it. <laughs> so where can we find you online? You can find me on www.alexiscarra, double R. Yes, I am Spanish. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. alexiscarra.com. On Twitter, it's at alexiscarra, A-L-E-X-I-S-C-A-R-R-A. Facebook, look me up. I've got a fan page. Like it. And you you speak Spanish? Sí, yo hablo español. Okay. (laughs) Sí. Yeah, Chris uh, Chris Lee was on here a while I ago, know. and he was speaking a little bit of Spanish too. I so, love Chris. in Spanish, uh, let's uh, let's close it off with um, a Iglesias song. A thought of the day, or oh lord, or your really, definition of greatness. In Spanish. Your definition of greatness um, in Spanish. I don't know if I could say that in Spanish. I'm not fluent. Um, I think hi, yo pienso que cuando una una persona es in um, Oh, Lord. I don't know if I can say this in Spanish. <laughs> now the pressure, Louis, the pressure. I'm going to give it my all. Cuando una persona es, com, es completa, com, com, like... <laughs> when you're all in. She's going for Toda it. adentro. It's all good. En todo. Todo, todo, todo. All, all, all. Perfect. I appreciate it, Alexis. Thanks yeah, so much. It's so great. You're yeah. so awesome, Lewis. And I, you, your fans are an attribute. It's like it's clear that everybody really gets a lot of value out of the show. So I acknowledge you for what you do. Thank you. I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And there you have it, greats. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today in your ears. And uh, letting me be a little creepy 
in your earbuds today, wherever you are in the world. If you are somewhere cool in the world, or if you're on the treadmill or out in the road or on a vacation listening, go ahead and post a picture over on Instagram and tag me at Lewis Howes and go ahead and tag Alexis as well. She's at Alexis Kara, and uh, I'll post her info over at lewishouse.com. You can check out all the show notes over there and see her videos. You can see a clip from Mixology, which is hilarious. I'm telling you, you're going to laugh your face off if you haven't seen it yet. And uh, you can connect with her over on Twitter and Instagram and all that other good stuff. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in, for continually supporting the School of Greatness message and for sharing these episodes with your friends. I get so many uh, messages from you guys constantly, from listeners from all over the world who are saying that they want to hear more. They want to get these episodes every you know every couple of days. So I'm going to start putting out more episodes frequently and keep spreading the word. It means so much to me and it allows me to bring on cool guests like Alexis and attract even bigger guests that, uh, that can inspire and educate and entertain you. So keep spreading the word. And again, big shout out and thanks to Alexis for coming on and uh, blessing us with her wisdom today and her story. Uh, you guys know what time it is. It's time to step up and go out there and do something great. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.